the stability of the monarchy under Mary I. How serious a threat to the power of the monarchy was a female ruler? Although it may seem strange to us, the accession of a female ruler did cause serious concerns in 16th century society. England had been ruled by a female ruler only once before in the 12th century. That had resulted in civil war as many had refused to accept Matilda as queen and supported Stephen instead. There were a number of reasons why it was feared that a female ruler would weaken the monarchy. A woman would be unable to control faction. A woman would be unable to lead an army into battle. A woman was expected to marry, but this caused two further problems, the question of who Mary should marry, and the 16th century view that women, even a queen, should be subservient to their husbands. If Mary married an Englishman, it would increase the power of her husband's family who would dominate court. If Mary married a foreigner, the country would be dominated by foreigners. Although Philip of Spain was a powerful ruler and could protect Mary, she would be expected to be subservient, and therefore he would be able to drag England into wars which would not benefit the nation. These fears played a significant role in Wyatt's Rebellion of 1554, although it can also be argued that it was Mary's skill that defeated him, showing that female rule was also able to preserve the monarchy. So did the marriage of Mary to Philip of Spain cause a crisis? The question of whom Mary should marry was the first major political issue of her reign. There were only two realistic candidates, but the Privy Council was divided on the issue. The two factions were led by Edward Courtenay, Earl of Devon, who was supported by Gardiner, and Philip of Spain, who was supported by Paget. Courtenay was descended from royal blood as he was related to the Plantagenets, and this, it could be argued, would have further helped to strengthen the Tudor dynasty. However, Mary's preference was for Philip. This would bring England closer to the Habsburgs, the family to which her mother was related, as Charles V was Catherine of Aragon's nephew. Mary raised the issue with the council on the 27th of October 1553, simply announcing that it was her plan to marry Philip. Although it could be argued that the match would benefit England as Philip was powerful and would be able to protect Mary, there were serious concerns that such a marriage would drag England into the Habsburg Wars that would bring the country no benefit. Despite a petition from the House of Commons, Mary ignored any opposition to her plans and on the 7th of December a marriage treaty was presented to the Council and approved in January 1554. However, despite such reassurances, it did not prevent rebellion, which broke out in January 1554. This was only six months after the defeat of the Lady Jane Grey affair, and can be used as further evidence of the unrest caused by a female ruler. Plotting had begun as soon as there were rumours of a marriage, and it involved members of the political elite led by Sir James Croft, Sir Peter Carew and Sir Thomas Wyatt. These men had all held offices under both Henry VIII and Edward, but now feared that they would lose their influence and be replaced by Spaniards, who would dominate both court and government. The initial plan was a four 
pronged rising based in Devon, Leicestershire, the Welsh borders and Kent. However, it was only the latter that ultimately rose. However, whether the proclamation represented the real cause of the rising had been a matter of debate among historians. Wyatt was a committed Protestant, and the other conspirators had links with the Reformed religion. The only contemporary account of the rising was written by John Proctor, but he was writing for the government, who wanted to portray the rising as religiously motivated and divert attention from the unpopularity of the marriage. And this is reflected in his comments. The rebels planned to marry Princess Elizabeth to Courtenay. However, he disclosed the scheme to Gardiner, and this, along with the bungle planning by Carew Croft and the Duke of Suffolk, forced Wyatt to raise his force earlier than had been planned. The middle of winter was not the best time to raise a rebellion, but he was still able to raise 3,000 men. The situation was serious for Mary. A royal force was sent under the Duke of Norfolk to confront the rebels, but instead they deserted and joined the rebels. Wyatt was nevertheless very cautious in his march towards London, and this gave the government the opportunity to prepare. As the rebels neared London, the Privy Council tried to raise forces to defend the capital and advised Mary to leave the city. However, Mary refused, and some have seen her resolution as a major factor in the defeat of the rebel forces. By the time that the rebellion reached the gates of the city, it was bound to fail. The rebels were halted at both London Bridge and the Tower, and so crossed the Thames at Kingston, but were finally stopped at Ludgate, where Wyatt surrendered. After the rebellion, Mary executed less than 100 of the commoners, and this might suggest that she did not consider the rebellion a serious threat, or it might be argued that she was cautious in her response for fear of provoking further unrest. Among the leaders of the rebellion, Wyatt and Suffolk were executed, as were Lady Jane Grey and her husband. Croft was imprisoned but later released, and Carew fled to France. Mary interrogated and imprisoned both Courtenay and Elizabeth, but they were also later released. The failure of the rebels, it can be argued, suggests that rebellion was not the way to solve political crises. The rebellion did not stop the marriage, and it failed to end the dislike of the Spaniards. However, in assessing the impact of Mary's marriage on political stability, it must be remembered that the marriage did not take place until 12 months after Mary came to the throne, and that after the marriage Philip spent more time abroad than in the country. Therefore it can be argued that at best Philip was a distant confidant. Despite this apparent dislike of foreigners, particularly Spaniards among many in England, it does not appear to have had an impact on the government of the country. After Wyatt's rebellion, popular unrest was limited, but some have argued that divisions within the Privy Council created instability. You have already seen that there were divisions over Mary's decision to marry Philip, but despite this the administration of the country continued unimpeded. Some historians have argued that the size of Mary's council meant that it was ineffective, but it was very rare for all the councillors to meet together, and the average size of gatherings was very similar to that under Northumberland. The efficiency of council meetings was further aided by three developments. The establishment of committees in 1554, which excluded the casual councillors. The established 
establishment in 1555 of an inner council. And Philip's departure in 1555 and the death of Gardiner allowed Paget to dominate and established a conciliar form of government. Therefore, although there were clashes, most notably between Gardner and Paget, it appears that this did not impact on the government's efficiency. There were disputes over specific issues, such as the revival of the heresy laws, but most of the time the council was able to put rivalry aside. However, it must also be remembered that factional rivalry was not peculiar to Mary's reign, and it was not always a bad thing, as Elizabeth's reign will show. One of Mary's hopes from her marriage to Philip was to secure a Catholic succession, but that did not occur, in part because of Mary's age, but also because Philip spent very little time in England. She was also unable to persuade Elizabeth to agree to maintain Catholicism. However, as much as Mary did not want it, Elizabeth succeeded to the throne upon Mary's death. This was, as Henry's will demanded, and therefore, despite the difficulties of both a minor and a female ruler, the Tudor monarchy had survived, and initially at least, Elizabeth's right to the throne was not challenged. So how stable was the monarchy in the period from 1547 to 1558? The previous sections have covered the main political challenges to the stability of the monarchy, and the next two chapters will consider other challenges. However, it would be useful to consider how far the events you have studied threatened the Tudor monarchy and government, and whether its survival was ever in any doubt. There is evidence to support both claims. Arguments that there was a political crisis include the following. Somerset was only able to seize power through manipulating Henry's will. The nature of government changed under Somerset so that it was run through his household. The rebellions of 1549 resulted in the political elite abandoning their support of the government. Somerset's overthrow in the autumn of 1549 created instability. The struggle for power between Northumberland and the Catholic faction. The Lady Jane Grey affair resulting in the raising of armed forces. And Wyatt coming close to toppling Mary. However, the argument that there was not a crisis is also convincing. The legitimate monarch always triumphed. The crown passed peacefully from Henry to Edward and from Mary to Elizabeth. Even during factional struggles, government continued. Henry VIII's will was upheld. Somerset's attempted coup was short-lived. Lady Jane Grey was queen for only nine days. The ruling elite supported the rightful monarch. Even in 1553 they supported Mary once Northumberland left London. The number of issues raised in this chapter might suggest that the monarchy was under threat and that there was constant instability, but how serious were the challenges, how long did they last and did they prevent the efficient government of the country?